What's up, everybody? It's Twiz Taylor back again with another episode of Sociology. This is episode 61, and on episode 61, we talked about Mark May and how he made it to 61st Street. Mark May is a songwriter, an actor, a producer, all of the above and more. And on this episode, we're going to talk about this Harvey legend on his journey from when he realized his talents to how he's materializing these talents into making his dreams come true. From Harold Washington to Harold's Chicken and everything in between and beyond, Sociology is the exploration of Chicago culture, history, legends, stories, and fiction through a myriad of discussions with Chicagoans themselves. Mark May. Marcus May all day. All day. Uh, all day from Harvey, Illinois. Harvey Har World. Harvey World. You know, uh, artist, songwriter, producer, influencer, actor. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not too many things that you don't do or that you can't do. You know, um, these are these are facts. You know, you um, got a lot of talents, multiple multiple layers, creative layers over there. Um, how you doing, bro? How you doing this? Man, I'm I'm doing all right. I appreciate all that. Yeah, uh, you know, just out here trying to make a way out of no way, bro. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, saying so why money ain't free. You know, we're gonna get there, but you know, we're gonna we're gonna get there. But I feel you though, bro. Um, so like real quick, you was on the previous episode, uh, songs of sometimes shy, and you know, we lost your connection. So you know what I'm saying? Definitely had to bring you back. Yeah, yeah, we good right now. We good. Yeah, yeah, we had to run it back. We had to run it back, you know what I'm saying? We have a good conversation about that. We had to run it back, but um, but yeah, it's just a pleasure, you know, to have you back on sociology, just like your third or fourth time. You know, what I'm saying it's always a good time having you on the show. Um, but you know, we just gonna we're gonna start at the beginning, Mark May all day. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're gonna start at the beginning. You know, where did your love for singing start? So <laughs> And the story is never, it's never really the greatest, at least in my mind. It's, mm -hmm. it's the full concept that uh, around junior, senior year, I, I realized, oh, girls like dudes who sing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so simple. Well, there it go. All right. So uh, Pretty Ricky was out around that time. I remember I was on the bus uh, going to some event. I think it was either, I was, it was a band event. I was in band. Mm -hmm. And I decided to go ahead and sing uh, one of those songs. You, you say it's cause my age, girl, but mm -hmm. age ain't nothing better. And I sang that and they was, uh, they all looked and was ready. I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm, I like that. Let's so, and this was, you said like junior year of high school? Yeah, that's like 2005. 2005. So you wasn't singing before that? absolutely not really? i didn't i didn't start singing for real until i was 18 like wow decided to be like all right let me try this out yeah yeah so it, it just all started on the bus you know yeah. so did you know you could sing before that though like did you just start just Ooh, you know what I'm <laughs> no uh, so i knew i could hold a note okay. okay and because i was in band i understood music but okay. I never sang. I, I never did it. Oh, sorry about that. I never sang. Never took the time to do that. Uh, simply because it just wasn't something I was into like that. And, yeah. you know, people are always surprised when they see me 
uh, singing or talking and all that because uh, they say I was shy and mm-hmm. I didn't talk much. Uh, it wasn't that I didn't talk. I just didn't want to talk to people. Right, so, <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah, I was just, I was a chilling to myself person. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. So by the time I got to, I also accredited to um, to the speech team. I joined the speech team in high school, which got me out of my shell a lot more. Okay. Uh, and I, I learned to love to entertain in front of people. So that that was part of it as well. Okay, okay. And um, what high school was you? Was it Thornton? Thornton, T-T-H-S. Thornton High School out there in Harvey, Illinois. So, you know, so that's where it all started. Okay, that's okay. an interesting fact. And, you know, I'm kind of ashamed to say this because I've known you for a long time, but I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's I always... Where it all started. I thought she was gonna say, you know, the choir. You know what I'm saying? Now, my mom was always in the choir, and we used to travel around. And mm-hmm. with the choir, of course, you know, they just brought the kids, so we was all there. We mm-hmm. wasn't in the choir though, so I just no. See, eventually it got there, so that's where I decided to start singing because I, I loved, I liked the attention initially, but I learned to sing once I started singing in church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so yeah. that's where the skill and the figuring out how to use my voice came from. Because just because I started singing don't mean I was good. I right, still right. suck. Mm-hmm. I sucked. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. And, I, and what, what constitutes a singer as a sucky singer though? Like, man, you know, you just sound flat, you know, like. I would be, I would be off. Mm-hmm. I would be losing my note in the middle of a song. I just, I didn't have, I had the concept of music, but I did not have the skill set for it yet. Mm-hmm. And that came with practice, man. It came with some years mm-hmm. learning what, what not to do. Like, I, I was hanging around people who've been singing like since they was five years old. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, no, nah, I can't, I can't do that yet because they had their time to, to realize, oh, uh, maybe I shouldn't, Maybe I shouldn't do all this. Uh, maybe I shouldn't try to do 15 runs in, in five seconds because people ain't going to understand what words you're saying. I didn't have any of that. I fig- I had to figure it out. Trying to be like Luther Vandross. Hey, man. I was out here. I just sang every day until I started getting better. Every day. Yeah, every day. So, okay. So so we at Thornton High School. We in Harvey's. Junior year, oh. you know, pretty Ricky. You're on the back of the bus. Uh-huh. Thinking everybody, you know, getting all excited and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Mark, make it sing. Boom, boom. All right, so let's fast forward to, all right, so then you say you got the skill in the in the, the choir. Sure, That's where you, sure, you know, yeah. honed your skills with your vocal skills. So at what point did you really say, you know what, I want to, um, I want to try to make a career out of this? So I would say I didn't really take that, take that stance until probably almost six years later okay. because I was going to go for acting. Now, I, though singing might have been a part of it in some way, entertaining, that was my main focus, acting was. So it wasn't singing. We're going to get to We're going to get yeah. to that. It wasn't singing. Uh, so it took me about six years before I was like, you know what, I'm getting, I mean, I'm clearly getting better and people are noticing me for this. So I might as well, you know, take a, take a chance. I love it. I do love to sing. It's one of the few things that uh, I stick to because I say I have a very short attention span for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I can be good at a lot of stuff, 
but I get sick of a lot of stuff real quick and yeah. I just won't do it no more. <laughs> it's, just, yeah, yeah. it's a horrible habit. I need to uh, stop and work on that. Uh, but singing, I kept to it. I just kept to it. So yeah, six years ago, I mean, six years after I started singing, I was like, let me do this for real. Mm-hmm. It took a long time to get a, to get real attention for it, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. that's when I started. Yeah, started writing. So so six years, you know, we like around 2012, 13 now. Yep, right, uh, right after college. Right after college. That's where we at now. That's where you actually got to start writing songs. Where you was you writing? Because you know you were heavy, heavily involved in the church. You know, um, uh, were you was you writing gospel music, secular music? Like what so was you writing? Initially, I was focusing on on gospel music. So I wrote some songs in college too, but you know they was all for play. We were just bored doing stuff, recording. It's some it's some horrible horrible songs. That I recorded that people have in this world right now. <laughs> I, pray never, I pray they never come out. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, uh, when I really started taking it serious, I decided I started writing uh, gospel because that's what it was. The whole time period of my life where I was pretty much only listening to gospel. That that's all I was listening to. So like, there, there's the time period in the in the 2000s from like the I say around 2010 to 2013. I don't even know that many uh, songs that was on the radio at that time because I was only listening to gospel. Really? Yeah, it was in my car. It was. It was still. We still had the CD players, and I was still. It was just. It was just gospel. That's all I was playing every day. So gospel. yeah, I'm trying to get myself together. Trying to get my life together. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> aren't we all? That aren't has switched up now. It's definitely more than gospel now. Aren't we all? You know, aren't we all? So, you know, we, we in 2013 and, you know, these timelines are going to merge together because, like I said, you do a lot of things. Right now, we just talk about something. Um, yeah. So, 20, 2012, 2013. Yeah. But what was, when was your first body of work? You know, whether it was a mixtape, EP, LP, when was your first body of work? What was it called and what was the inspiration behind that? So, my actual first body of work wasn't until 2020, 2020. like where I actually put it out uh on all streaming platforms mm-hmm. i had done little songs here and there put it on soundcloud but they were trash so mm-hmm. 2020 is where i had the time to sit still everybody was at the crib i built up my own little studio tried to figure out how to make and produce beats for myself yeah and it was called mended heart right behind my first ep fall. yep mended heart my first will will you did so uh that was the first one my first true ep six tracks all written produced made by me recorded mm-hmm. all that mixed and mastered all by me by myself in this room in that room in this in room. room you know said like the literally the definition of grassroots production <laughs> completely completely literally, yeah yeah and, and 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 what was the inspiration behind mended heart so like, you know, what, what took you so long to get to that point? Was it like you said, the pandemic and that's what set you down? And yeah. I was like, okay, I can't escape this talent no more. Now what took me, well, uh, took so long was life. Life, man. Uh, you know, you got to figure out. I was, I had to work. I had bills to pay. I had a wife. I had to make sure this was good. So yeah. it's hard to sit down and spend, um, Cause there was a lot of late. I was I didn't have to go to work, and I was still up till 
three, four o'clock in the morning working on songs, trying to get stuff done. It's hard to do that when you got work, wake up at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and absolutely. work for another eight hours for somebody else just to get home and do it again the next day. Yeah. So, I mean, you got bills to worry about. You got car notes to try to figure out. Stuff breaking down. Stuff trying to get figured out. I had got into the the corporate market and I just kind of at one point accepted that this, okay, this is going to be my life mm-hmm. uh, until God said, nah, this ain't. And I, I got laid off. So that's when, well, I might as well get the focus on this stuff. <laughs> so that's what it was. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like you already had that goal, man. You know, you had to go to vocal cords, you know, all sure. of that. Uh, so, you know, I think the pandemic really kind of, forced a lot of people to, you know, stop running from um, our gifts or our callings, things mm-hmm. like that. I mean, even this podcast that we're on right now, Sociology, like it ain't, it, it took me until the pandemic to finally launch this podcast, mm-hmm. even though I had the idea for six, seven years prior, you know, uh, so I definitely can relate to that, you know, life, you know, always having to worry about money and, you know, all of that. So, you know, the pandemic was a blessing and a curse in many ways. Yeah. And this is one of those ways where it was a blessing, you know, because yeah. you finally put out your first body of work, Mended Heart. Yeah. So, um, you know, you said it was six tracks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, written by you, produced by you. You know, t- walk us through that process. How long did it take to even create Mended Heart, you know? Man, um, it's a, I think, I believe I dropped it in October. And the end of October. So I had started some of those songs I had started or I written probably in 2019. About two or three of those songs was already written. I just didn't didn't do anything with them. And I always had my computer has always had a, a ridiculous amount of songs and stuff on there, song ideas. Anytime mm-hmm. I have an idea, I'll just get up there. So uh it just took a lot of uh repurposing rewriting and fixing up little beats and here and there fixing up stuff the best i could uh but it took it took about i'll say about seven eight months to get that get that get that at least okay to me right now i can't even listen to it because i know i can do so much better Mm -hmm. but at that time i had to put that out to no longer give myself excuses to hold him back on what i was gonna do uh if I kept waiting for perfection, it was never going to happen. Mm. So I just had to yeah. go through with the mindset that whatever I do now, it's not going to be the best because I never stop growing. I'm yeah. always, the next project is always going to be better than the last one. So even the project I put out, no matter what it is, I'm going to, I'm going to like it when I put it out, but I know I'm going to hate it eventually because my next time is I'm going to be better. So it's always going to be like that. You know, it's, it's comforting to hear that from you, um, a creative, you know, because I think we all battle that, you know, everybody that's a creative person all battle that, you know, uh, it's, you, it's, you say you can't even listen to Mended Heart now, not because it sucks, but because you know what you are capable of as yeah. a singer and as a songwriter or producer. It, you know, it's similar with me, like with my first novel, I still really, I think I only read it one time and that was because like I had to read it to like find errors and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But like, I don't even really want to read it, <laughs> you know, because right. it's like, I know as a writer, 
you know, as an author, I could do so much better and I will continue to do better with, you know, everybody work I put out. So to hear you say that in the same realm, just from a, a singing and songwriting standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, it's comforted. And, you know, for all those creatives that's listening to this, you know, they need to understand that, you know, you, you get better with time, you oh, know, yeah. you get better with time, you know, all the great writers, all the great, you know, singers and songwriters out there, they didn't hit a home run straight out the gate. You know, um, you know, one, one of the things that, one of the things I always loved is uh, when Beyonce on uh, one of her albums, she had a soundbite from Destiny's Child when it was first coming out, like they were still mm-hmm. young and it was in some talent show or whatever. And uh, she had the soundbite of them losing to like a group that nobody ain't never even heard of, you know, yeah. like ain't nobody even heard of this group before, but like they lost to them. And now you look at, you look at anybody in Destiny's Child, Kelly Rowland, you know, Michelle, all of them, they're all successful in their own right now. You know, we, we know who they are, but we don't know yeah. who this group is. So I mentioned that just to say, no one's going to hit that home run out the park. Like you're going to be good because you have that gift, but mm-hmm. you're only going to get better as long as you continue to do it. So it was just comforting to hear you yeah, say yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Man, definitely, bro. Because uh, this is a journey that never ends. It's, a, it's an ongoing journey. Nothing. Nothing is ever going to be perfect. That's the real concept you always got to have, have in your mind. There's yeah. always room for improvement. So whatever you're doing now, love it while you're doing it. But know that you're going to get better as you keep, you keep going. Stop holding on to things. Because what you have right now, what you think is not great, is fantastic to somebody else. Yes, sir. Yeah. And yeah. so you, you're not allowing somebody else to be inspired by you because you're too worried about perfection that's never going to come yeah yeah you preach the word right there uh pastor may you preach the word um, <laughs> um so so mending heart 2020 um that's what that dropped mm-hmm. and it took you six seven months to uh create it produce it and put it out for the world to the soul yep. um how many bodies bodies of work do you have since then you know you just recently came out with something yep. talk to us about that so i dropped my second tr- project which is my first album full mm-hmm. album so that's uh the length of it is at least 10 tracks. Uh, so my first album, New Me, by Mark May, is out right now. And that one really took uh, pretty much the whole year to work on because I really said that I really wanted to do this for real. Um, I actually went to the studio. It's still all self-produced and self-written. I just have uh, more professional people uh, mix and master it because that's not my that's not my gift. Is I I learned that you can't you can't do everything yeah. with the best of your abilities. Man, you can't do everything. Fact. You gotta uh you gotta delegate. <laughs> you gotta, so uh I got some people who who job and who understanding the mixing and mastering, they was able to get get some stuff done for me. It made it take a little bit longer than what it would usually do for me if I did it by myself, but it, it came out better. It came out much better. So yeah. That's the new project. Uh, I'll drop singles from that. You know, it's just it's it's been a interesting interesting uh, pro- progression here. But uh, you know, it's all it's all I'm loving it as it goes. I'm I'm praying for more and more. I know this project, I love it. People say they love it, and I already know. And I keep telling people the next one's gonna be better. So just mm-hmm. stay tuned for it all. You know. Yes, sir. And let's talk about one of those singles. Uh, so 
you know, for people that don't know, you know, you are a, you're an influencer. You are an influencer uh-huh. uh, on Instagram and TikTok. Like you got what a million followers on TikTok, something like yeah. that. Yeah, one point two million. One point two million followers on TikTok. You know, you knocking on the door of a thousand, hundred thousand on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so let's go to let's talk about why money ain't free. All right, you know why money ain't free. It went viral on all the social media platforms, you know, I'll be seeing people sharing it and all that. I'm like, oh yeah, that's my home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, it was a good feeling to see people sharing your work and, you know, just, you know, tell us about the motivation behind why money ain't free. Well, how did you come up with that idea? Did you even envision it becoming an actual full song like this? Let's talk about all that. Right? Absolutely not. Yeah, Absolutely. It was just some bull crap that I was, playing around i do little jingles on tiktok all the time mm-hmm. and i was literally i just started a new job i didn't want to have to start yeah. and uh i was on break i was on break and i was yeah. like uh i don't want to go back to this. <laughs> I don't hey do i it. know that feeling all too well dude Boy. all too uh, well so that little melody came in my head and i was just like man why money ain't free why can't you just give it to me I don't want to work for nobody. I'd rather keep doing me. I, that's it. I just wanted that. It just explained word for word what I felt. Yeah. I needed. I don't want to work for nobody. I don't want to work for y'all. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. be. I'm not trying to be a bum. I want to do me as I want to work for me. Mm-hmm. I want to do what I love. I want to do this. I want to sing. I want to. I want to write. I want to produce. I want to act. That's what I want to do. But money ain't free. <laughs> I still got bills that need to be paid. So I, I really am, man. Why can't they just give me the money so I can focus on what I really need to focus on yeah. and forget this job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just exploded. Yeah, it blew up out of nowhere. So, you know, I've had a song or two, you know, go viral before. I've had some some viral moments. You know, I was on uh I've been on Shade Room and being reposted by celebrities and all that, but this one was different. The funny thing is, this one, one, it didn't get really reposted by celebrities, but everybody else was... Because everybody else understand. (laughs) Reposted it over and over. It's I don't even know how many views and likes it's at now. Mm -hmm. People made a remix, and this one producer made a little uh, beat to it, and that went viral and then mm. i made a verse for it and then it just grew from there now the verse was like well y'all need you make this a real song so i said all right you wanted a real song here's my cash app help me really get some i if i'm gonna have people do it i'm gonna do it for real because yeah. i'm a creator so i respect the i respect the game yeah. So I ain't gonna have nobody. I could have, you know, I really could have, and I understand it. That is this it's it's from TikTok. We're all expiring uh artists. The people that I, I uh asked to be on it who uh had other verses for it, they would have did it for free. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I asked for help for it and they well past my expectations mm-hmm. so i knew i had to make it so i paid for the beat paid the producer full out for the uh, beat gave the uh, compensation to the other two artists 
mm-hmm. and made the song. And uh, man, it, it's still going crazy to this day. It's still getting uh, tens of thousands of views yeah. and, uh, streams every week, yeah. every day. So yeah, man, that, that song was a complete accident, which is the best type of situations because you never know where it's going to come. That's why I always say, you know, uh, for this content game, for this day and age, uh, the worst thing you could do is wait. Mm. Just do it. Because mm. you never know what it's going to be. You don't know what's going to stick. You don't know yeah. what's going to stick. I have videos and, and things that are well produced, recorded well, different angles. I got a, a script, a, a scene by scene, where it's going to go, what we're going to do, mm-hmm. turn this way. Get the camera, get the camera light over here, right here. Mm-hmm. Just get it right on me. That video, I was sitting on the couch. Just put it right here, the camera right here. That's it. Sing the song and put it down. Ain't think nothing of it. And that's the one. And that's the one that took it. You never you, know. You, you never you know. Out there, you know, just sing it. And, you know, it, it went viral because everybody felt that. Everybody yeah. feels that way. You know, why money ain't free? Ability. I don't want to work for nobody. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to work for nobody. Like, bro, like, I'm. I tell people all the time, I quit every job I had. Like, that's just a fact. I ain't ashamed to say it. You know, um, there's one job I quit on my lunch break. I did not go back. It was a warehouse job years ago. I'm like, I, I don't want to be here. It was hot as hell. It was summertime. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I got to go. I got to go, bro. And I left and I never came back. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, why money ain't free? You know, we, we need to know why money ain't free. You know, we need to know why I really don't grow on trees. We need to know right. things, you know. I need, I need the answers because I need it. You know, we I need all of that. So, but, you know, you, you are doing your thing, Mark May, um, because, you know, here in the Chicagoland, uh, South Suburban area, you made your rounds in the karaoke circuit. You know, you, have. Become, but you have become a big name at these <laughs> karaoke nights. Hey, man, it, it's all, it was all to, to promote myself, to uh, get myself used to it again. I hadn't performed since college. Yeah. Like, so once the pandemic hit and it really shut it down because I had just started the concept of starting to get back out there. And I think I did, I was able to do one open mic and then the pandemic hit. And then that was it. Everything was shut down. So once I saw the opportunities, that karaoke's were coming back. I didn't see any <clears throat> open mics and the opportunities for that. So mm-hmm. karaoke was my way to get back on the stage and get my skills back, you know, to understand and to feel comfortable in yeah. front of different, different audiences. And a bunch of people who don't know who you are, who don't know what you're about to do, if you can sing or can't sing, and winning them over. It's a great feeling. It, it, karaoke really is a, a great way for an artist to uh build up their confidence up there to, to just get in front of anybody and just give your all no matter what. No matter who is out there, how many people, if they know you or not, you gonna rock it out. It mm. don't matter. You mm-hmm. win them over. And the best feeling is to win them over. Yeah, yeah. And look, I just seen the videos, you know, <laughs> where it's like, you just say, you know, everybody like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Going crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like, you definitely made a name for yourself in this karaoke circuit and chicago is a very tough market for artists mm-hmm. you know i mean i get everybody say that about their city but let's keep it real chicago is it's tough it's tough you break through here and on any type of level that's some success yeah <laughs> straight most up. people most people have to move 
Yeah. Most people have to move to make it. And that's just how it be. I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm still learning. I'm still learning the circuit out here, how it work. But, you know, I'm just trying to make my way the best way I can. I'm going to stay, stay focused on me. I'm just staying out the drama and just do what I got to do. Yes, sir. And that's the best way to do it. And, you know, speaking of drama, that's a great segue. Um, so for us to jump into your other, um, the other avenue of your professional life, you know, uh, so while you doing, while you grinding on the song writing trail, you know, and putting out EPs and albums and self-producing and all that, concurrently, you are also breaking into the acting world, you know, um, Walk, walk us through this journey. Uh, let's let's go. So we're going back in time again. Um, how did this passion of acting begin? And you know, how do you navigate through the journey of an amateur actor trying to you know get that big break? Okay, so it all began again. Speech thing, senior year in high school. Okay, I, I got a love for performing, being in front of people and performing. That's so. When I went to college, theater. I, I majored in theater, graduated from Eastern Illinois with a a, a BA in uh, theater arts, uh, so um, focusing on acting. Mm-hmm. So that's that was my major. That's what I did. So when I got out of uh, college, I first thing I tried to do was get an agent. Didn't work out. Didn't yeah. get one. Didn't get one. Didn't know how to get one. Try to contact people I knew that may have been in the business. You know, just. Just didn't didn't pan out, so I had to get a job. Had to work. Uh, one day, uh, somebody, I'll say about after college, maybe like 2018, somebody uh, sent me a little open call for an agency. They were doing an open call of auditions. Boom! Mm-hmm. So hey, I decided to go ahead try out. Did a monologue. Did uh, they asked me to sing because I wrote down there that I sing, sang a song. Mm-hmm. I think I sang some Luther Vandross song. You see, it was Big Luther or Little Luther? <laughs> I think it was Big Luther. Big Luther. So I sang, I sang part of his song, and uh, I got a call back, and they wanted to wanted to have me. So okay. in 2018, I had an agent, and that changes a lot of stuff because there's a lot of things in this business we don't know when you first get into it. A lot of auditions and things that you're never gonna see if you don't have an agent. Mm. It's just some stuff is not open to the public like that. So uh, getting the agent was was the first thing that I had to do to really get into this seriously. I got my first acting gig, which is something that nobody is going to see because it was simply an instructional video for a business. I don't even know if I can say the business, so I'm just going to say an instructional gotcha. video for gotcha. a business. But I, I was the actor in that video. So okay. whoever, somebody's going to be working somewhere and they're going to get that intro video so, and it's going to be So me. it's like one of those videos that they play like orientations and shit? Like one yep. of those? Oh, okay. Yep, orientation videos. It's going to be me in that video because I'm a man. <laughs> Listen, I got paid. You know, they, it's it's all the same as like when you're on a movie or something because I was the main, I was the main, the actor, the, mm-hmm. the main person on the bill. So I was there the whole time, the main character, and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, hey, they paid me. Yeah, that's all that matters. The check was the check was decent. So I, I was happy for that. That was my first gig. Yeah. And it took a while to get another one. I've auditioned and auditioned. You know, Chicago been having a lot of shows lately, yeah. you know, with yeah. the shy and Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, ND, yeah, yeah. and uh now even power. 
and it's a lot of stuff going on out here. Uh, so I was auditioning. Don't mean I was getting anything. Mm-hmm. And the one thing you got to get used to when you're really in this acting is uh, they don't you don't get the courtesy of no. No would be great. I would listen. I would love to hear no. They just don't respond. Doesn't don't get nothing. The only time you get a response is if you got it. That's it. <sighs> no is a courtesy that you do not get in acting oh. office. <laughs> no oh, is you man. figure it out. You're going to figure it out. Okay. It's, it's been about three months. Uh, yeah, you probably didn't get it. That's it. Oh, That's all it is. Man. But uh, no, listen, this is the worst note. This is the worst note to, to, for me. Uh, when when I'm watching TV and I see the part I, I auditioned for, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, yeah, they already shot that. Uh, I, I clearly said, didn't get that. Oh, <laughs> uh, clearly ain't get that shit. Like, they was just like, yeah, all right, bro. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We're going to roll this. We're going to go with this person. Though. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Yeah. Like, but, damn. Uh, yeah, that, that, that'll piss me off just a little bit. I'm like, damn. Like, y'all can't say nothing. Be happening, bro. Be like happening. I could have been on Chicago Fire, and like y'all got this. Y'all went with him. Yep. Y'all went with happening. this. Your man's. It'd be happening, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, they got me. I got an audition for a TV show that was coming up called Sixty yeah. First Street. Sixty First Street. So I I took it like I did everything else. You know, every other audition. Uh, self. I got a self record, self tape. Send it in. Did what I had to do. Come to find out, they want me to do something else. Mm. And I've had this before, where you know they call okay. you to do another type of. Okay. I was like, okay. So it ain't a guarantee just yet. It's not guaranteed. I've been down to the last draw and, and didn't get it. Where it was between me and somebody else, mm. didn't get it. That's just how I go. So I, I'm excited because I'm called back, but I'm also like, I right, I've been here before. But all in all, they, they chose to rock with me. So yeah. this was my first time ever on the TV uh, actual show uh, where I'm I'm not an extra. I, my name is in there. I got a character. I'm a name. I got wardrobe. I had to go in, get the wardrobe, get fitted and all that other stuff. Uh, they still have my clothes way too big, but that's beside the point. Uh, <laughs> either way, <laughs> we got there. Uh, so it was my first time on set. You know, I'm over there. I'm green. I'm super green. I'm, I'm probably, I'm still green now. I'm still a beginner in that, in that concept. But no, I was probably overly nice. Just overly accommodating for everything. You want anything? No, I'm just happy to be here. Right, I'm just, I'm just, God is good. Uh, are you good? I sure am. I'm, you hot? Nah, uh-uh. It's, it's, it's probably 90 degrees outside. Just sit right in the sun, sweat. They, you hot? Mm-mm, I'm okay. No, I'm good. I'm all right. I'm good. I'm, good. <laughs> I, I'm here. I'm good. I'm all right. Uh, you had your big boy season towel out there, G? Hilarious. I did not. I didn't have it yet. I didn't okay, have, it have, yet. have it yet. Have it. G. So, so yeah. okay. So, so let's talk about 61st Street. Um, so what? Can you tell the listeners, uh, for those who haven't heard about 61st Street, mm-hmm. uh, the premise of the show, and you know where is it based in, and all of that good stuff? Well, it, it's based in on 61st Street in Chicago, and it's it's pretty much talking about the the landscape of uh of things from police brutality and also police uh, uh corrupted. Uh, it's talking about the gang 
gang uh, life out here, criminals. Uh, you'll get the aspect of being a uh, being in the political sense. You'll be the aspect of being in a courtroom. Um, I don't want to give away like too much of it, but you'll understand or see some of the real life aspect because this is based off some true events yeah. um, of what it's like and uh, what it's like to be in the city where uh, a lot of things are not made for you to succeed. It's yeah. not made for you to make it out even when you yeah. found a way out. Yeah. Uh, it can be to the last draw where you are about to leave and it's still something will hold you back where it mess up everything all at once and you you won't even know where it came from or how it came. So it's it's one of those shows that uh it's one of those shows that can be for some people a rough watch, but it's a necessary watch a lot of times um because it's real. Yeah, like it's it was real. Tough. it was tough for me. Uh it's eight episodes, correct? Uh yeah. but those first two or three episodes, dude, like it's I rough. It's it was rough. hard. It was hard for me to get through. Like I actually had to. It took me some days to get through those couple episodes because it was like, damn, man, it's, it's, it's rough for me. I could. Yeah. I had to. I had to break it up. Yeah. I, I spent yeah. through some parts. And man, I'm like, god damn, like this is this is rough, bro. Like, and you know, it's it's rough because, like you said, it's real. Like this really happens. Like this. This happens more than what we know. You know, is is so many uh, situations out there that we may never know about. We may never know their names, right? But this is happening to them. Um, and you know, sixty first Street. So it started in Courtney Vance. Um, Courtney Vance is a very great actor. Uh, and the beauty of sixty first Street, I love like just the scenery because obviously it's based in Chicago. You know, um, so, you know, the Woodlawn neighborhood, you know, you got the L, you got the um, vacant lots, you got the large gray stones, brick stones, things like that. Um, You know, it it was just great to see the scenery of the Woodlawn neighborhood and the South Side, you know, different places on the South Side in the show. But, you know, I think Courtney Vance did a very great job, you know, in his role. Um, You know, you did a very great job in your role. And I'm not just (laughs) saying that because you're on the, you know what I'm saying? But like, you know, your role was like, <laughs> like when, when I first, when I saw it, you know, the uh, location where y'all was at, I'm like, man, I go past that location all the time. You know, I ain't never been inside, but like I go past the location all the time. And then, you know, it's just, you know, take us through the day of the scene that you, that you were in. Like how long was the day, you know, and so, things like that. I say the day was probably about, uh, it was probably about like a five hour situation. Uh, I had to get down there early in the morning, probably like uh, six, six o'clock in the morning. I was down there. Okay. Um, so, you no, know, I left probably about five. Mm. No, I left like a 30 second scene. Boy, you hear me? That's how I be because you're going through, you're shooting it in different angles. You're, you're, they're following. Sometimes it's going to be the camera's going to be focused on you. Sometimes it's going to be focused on the other characters that are in the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got to do one for each and every mm-hmm. time, every part that you're doing. So from walking back or standing still, turning left, all that has to be done. And even if they don't, if the director's like, oh, you could do it this way, that's a whole nother reshoot. So it's, uh, it's work and it's a lot of people there. Uh, you'll think a little small scene and my scene is only three people in it, but the amount of people that are in that room, 
it's about it's probably about a a good 16 people around wow. around the area so yeah man uh doing that it was all all a new experience for me it was all new but it was a fantastic one um but uh i will always say acting is work it ain't no easy job this ain't something that people really just don't just think you can just get in here you ain't got no love for it because it is it's work it, it can be it's draining you're you you are under a hot a hot tail light doing some strenuous stuff and no matter what the scene calls for you're gonna do it about 15 times 15 times and you're going to be there all day sometimes. And let me, my scene was only about a few, what, a minute or two? Yeah. Just imagine a scene, just imagine like one of the courtroom scenes. I was there for about five hours. Man, yeah, yeah. So just imagine, yeah. this, this is work. When you're doing a full-on movie or something, yeah. just imagine the days they are having. That's why you paid the big bucks for that. Uh, yeah, hey, it it it, they earn it, they earn it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 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 it was it was love though. I loved, I loved the experience. Mm-hmm. It's something that I love to do. So uh, I was just happy to be there, man. Yeah, you, like I said, you just sweat. You just happy to be there. You know, they like you want something to eat. No, I'm good. I'm, I ate already. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I, uh, I brought I brought lunch. I brought lunch. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lunch in the car. I'm good. Just knocked this out. But yeah, I mean, but you know, I think when I looked at your scene, you know, uh, because I'm a film student myself, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and when I looked at your scene, I noticed that majority of your, like you had speaking lines, but majority of your scene was non verbal. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't understand that that's tough too. Absolutely. It's tough to be non verbal. People think it's easy. It's not like, you know, was that a challenge for you? The fact that like majority of the emotion you had to convey didn't even come out your mouth. It had to be with facial expression yeah. and I body. So you got to show disdain and uh, just straight up annoyance and just you know uh, being you. I mean, you're being directed a little bit, but uh, of course, you just got to have the character in your head. Like what? Like if you're full out annoyed by this person. You got to be able to show it. Like, what What do you, how do you look? Like, you actually got to feel it sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to show it on your face. Because your face works with your mind. If you feel a certain way, you can just, like, you, when you see somebody in a bad mood, you they don't say it. A lot of times, you know they're in a bad mood, yeah. mood because you can just see it on their face. Yeah. So uh, it, it's difficult, but, it, you know, it's a, just a mindset. You get your mind into it, you'll, you'll get it done. Uh, yeah, the nonverbal acting can be more difficult because you can't hear nothing. You just got to show it. Mm. But hey, man, it worked out somehow. I got yeah. it done. Yeah, it not, I, I can't mean mug, but I'll I be having a grin on my face all the time, man. It's, <laughs> I, I was already excited to be there. It was hard to just be, I'm up there like, I can't be grinning the whole time. I just had to be here. Thank you, God. Thank I got to uh, force my mouth down. Just come on, man. We be mad for a second. <laughs> like be angry. Um, so yeah, that was that was your part on 61st. And you will be back for season two, right? Correct. Yeah, I got a scene in season two as well. Season so you'll see me again. Okay, so Mark May on 61st Street. Um, and you know, and I'm sure you still, you know, still shipping it out, you know, with your agent, you know, looking for mm-hmm. what's the next thing, you know what I'm saying? You got yeah. 
You got some leads with some things coming up, you know, in uh-huh. the future. You know, I, I, I'm still doing some more auditions. Uh, I just did another one just yesterday. So, you know, okay. I'm still out here trying to make it happen, you know. So uh, as soon as I am on the next thing that I could talk about, I, it's, it's going to be everywhere. I'm going to make sure everybody knows. Absolutely. Know. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so, you know, with the singing and the acting and the, uh, the, the the social media content you know mm-hmm. for your pages you know um where, where, where do you see mark may in five years you know in five years uh, i see mark may as a household name as a accredited musician and performer and entertainer i see mark may as a, a producer and songwriter for other artists pushing and encouraging other people to go forth with their dreams and goals I see Mark May established and full out have a foundation for my future and my future children and family and uh, being a, a business couple with my wife and uh, entrepreneurs that we are trying or are being. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Five years, I see to see my accomplishments and my hard work come to fruition. And, you know, I think, you know, we'll be remiss because we mentioned it, you mentioned it a couple times, like just how important uh, extracurricular activities are. Like if it wasn't for that speech team mm-hmm. at Thornton High School in Harvey, Illinois, like would Mark may even be on this journey? You know? There's no telling, uh, but it's no telling, but it was extremely important to get me out of the shell that I was in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never even thought about it. Yeah. It wasn't even an option in my mind until I did until I joined the speech team. So yeah, extracurricular activities are definitely important. Yeah, yeah, because you know, um, a lot of people write off talent, you know, from black neighborhoods, you know, obviously south side of Chicago, you know, certain south suburbs, but you know, Harvey, Illinois produced a lot of talent, you know, athletically, you know, entertainment-wise, and you know, um you are obviously next in line in that long line of dynastic lineage you know uh um and you know i think it's just you know we just need to shout out to you know all those people that put in the time on you know these extracurricular activities speech teams because those things really matter man like you know a lot of people might not know it in the time or in the moment but it really matters and you know you're living proof of that you know uh someone that you know just was staying after school and got to sing it on the school bus mm-hmm. And now you're on 61st Street on TV. Like, you know, it's just, shit is beautiful. Shit is beautiful. That's how I go. That's how I go. And it's the path that God has me on. And I'm just going to keep riding this train until I get to the end. Yeah. And you will get to the end. You know what I'm saying? You know. I say it all the time. The finish line is there. It's just waiting on you to take that first step. And I'm going to keep running. I'm going to keep going. Facts. And that's that. Mark May all day. All day. If you enjoyed this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on right now, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, etc., leave a five-star review and a comment. Let us know what you think. And don't forget to subscribe to our sister podcast, Mogul Motivation, from True Stories Media.